Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. This is the Sean Baker Orchestra with Which Way to Radio Land. Summer is winding down as we all kind of uh, regroup with our vacations. A lot of end of the summer vacations going on, and for my family and I, that is no exception. Having said that, this will be a, a short episode, but it's a good one. It's potent. It's packed full of power. I love this band, Under Oath. Um, late to the party with them. Was never really too aware of what they were up to back in the day. But they put out just a fantastic record this year that I'm really digging. It's called Erase Me. It's uh, it's not the classic metal. It's it's uh, you know definitely I'd call it more contemporary than a lot of the stuff we focus on the podcast. But as you know, we are trying to be more diverse with our musical styles and tastes moving forward. Um, at this point, kind of getting back to how we used to be back in the beginning of the the uh, Talking Metal podcast back in the you know 2005 to 2009 era we featured all different sorts of bands and then we kind of went, went a little more classic metal for a number of years and and now lately this especially starting this summer we've really this year i'd say we've really been more diverse 
again and i'm digging it and uh yeah have some open ears open mind this band is called under oath we're gonna hear one of their songs which is just a crazy crazy great song it's called on my teeth and after we hear that we're gonna hear an interview i conducted with their drummer slash one of their vocalists aaron gillespie he has wow amazing history on this guy uh if you google him He's just done so much stuff and uh, decent, decent guy. And I was so happy to connect with him in the press tent, the beautiful press tent at Heavy Montreal. What a great festival. So many great bands from classic metal to doom metal to sludge to death metal to alternative metal just uh to straight ahead hard rock all sorts of different types of bands playing at heavy montreal all great emily and i had such a great time up there and it was a pleasure to connect with aaron gillespie of under oath at heavy montreal uh maybe like six six weeks ago so here we go on my teeth off the brand new record well not brand new it came out like in april or something off of the 2018 release by under oath On My Teeth is the name of this song. Go listen to it on Spotify or download it on iTunes. And after we hear this song, we will hear from Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath.
Hey, it's Mark from Talking Metal, and I am here at Heavy Montreal with Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Have you ever played Heavy in Montreal before? You know, I got uh, Heavy Montreal confused with uh, Montebello uh, okay. Rockfest, where we right. played last year. Right. Um, so no, this is our first year. But I was, uh, we were, t- I was totally confused. I thought we played here last year and didn't. Right. We played at Montebello. So cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I get it all today. mixed up. Right on. Right on. And a new album, newer, came out in April. Yeah, I guess, yeah. what is it, July? Yeah. Uh, a couple, three months ago, so. Yeah. yeah three or four months ago. How, how's it living with you three months later? It's great. Yeah. It's my, favorite, it's my favorite record we've ever made. We actually worked together and were kind to each other. We've always been a band that really butted heads on a creative level. Um, so we actually worked with each other, and sorry, that's from singing. <laughs> when you sing, you have to eat it. Yeah. Um, we've always been a band that kind of got to point zero from arguing so this right. is the first record we ever really were working together and i think it shows and, and it was your first record with the band i guess in 10 years yeah right? nine years yeah. nine years yeah. okay so kind of like a new beginning for you for all of us yeah, so, you know we i think with under oath we we were so dysfunctional like as people um that we needed to just take some time away and i think i needed more time away than the rest of the band so it was good man it's been a really good thing for us to get back together after this many years with the original lineup and kind of do it the right way. So, And yeah. musically, it's, you know, uh, I would say a different direction for you sure. guys. And and I would say spiritually and your mindset is also in a different direction. Has this upset some of the core of course. fan base? Yeah. Of course, but I think that... I love a, the record. I think by it's, by it's a way. great thing. Great. Yeah. Because they like it and yeah. they, they show up. No one, no less people come to the shows. Right. I think it's, uh, and it debuted at number four in the country. And it's, you know, it's our, it's, it's our highest charting record at radio ever. Yeah. Um, so I think people have been, a, they wanted to find the great line part too, but I, I think it would be a lie to give that to them. Right on. You know what I mean? Like, I think that for people to expect an artist to make a record they made eight years ago again. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't fair to the artist, and it's also not fair to the fan. Right. You know what I mean? Like if 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 some of my favorite bands put out the same record over and over and over again, I would yeah. hate it. Right on. You know what I mean? So I think that that pushback is what you want because that means somebody connected with something you did 12 years ago yeah. to the point where they feel like everything should be like that. Yeah. And we got pushback for that record too that they now love so much. So I right. I like that. Yeah. I I want that. I think if if everyone's just like kind of mundanely floating along with you that you I think you missed something right you on. know so I was uh, excited when I saw Ken Andrews name on the, yeah he on mixed the, the record album. yeah failure of course he he mixed the record he mixed the record okay. yeah wow um, he's amazing yeah and we're all in high school of the fantastic planet Planet's, was like yeah, my sure. favorite record so yeah. it was really cool and I and my biggest thing with Ken Andrews has always been sonically how his records sound yeah. So it was great to get him to kind of take over the reins and work on this record. He spent like a month on it. So it was really, re- yeah, uh, yeah. Now, now was he adding things? Because no. I hear things and I'm like, like just little soundscape he things in the add background. A thing. And I'm like, ah, it sounds he like didn't it add could a thing. be. That's he, all like us. Yeah, okay, That's all cool. us. But he just, he really like made it his own in yeah. terms of you know. Mixing a record, I think, is what really does it. It's what makes it ready for people to hear. Yeah. Especially a band like Under Oath that has so many elements and so many things we're sticking in and pulling out. And um, he was really able to kind of pull that stuff out. And he right. was amazing to work with. Like, amazing. Right. Cool. And you've done work in the past with The Almost and yeah. uh, Paramore. That's, uh-huh. But those are over. Yeah. Done. yeah. Paramore's but original drummer came back when I left. I left to 
I left in 2016, in March of 2016, to join Under Oath again. Right. Um, and they were going to go on an off-cycle writing cycle, um, so I wouldn't have been playing with them anyways. And then I had found, I found out six months later that their original drummer had come back, and even if I would have been the guy to come back and tour with them, I wouldn't have been able to do it because of this. Right so, on. Yeah. Now, earlier you mentioned if your favorite bands were putting out the same record over and over again, it would be it would be a bore to you. What are some of your favorite bands? Uh, in the rock genre, the Foo Fighters, Zeppelin, uh, I'm trying to think modern. I love a lot of old music, you know. Uh, modern, um, the, the Foo Fighters, I'm trying to think of what else. I don't listen to a lot of super new music. I've, right. Especially in the active rock genre, it, doesn't, has, it just hasn't done it for me. And that's not to say that it's bad. I just, you know, yeah. in that genre, it just, you know, it hasn't really turned me on. Uh, I love the Foos. Um, I love Jimmy World. Um, and those really aren't even modern rock bands. I just, yeah. in terms of the modern landscape, I just, just it, there's not a lot of stuff that I love. Right. There's a lot of great stuff out there, but yeah. I heard a band the other day that I had never heard called Greta Van Fleet that was really impressive. It just right. sounds like exactly, exactly like that one. Yeah. Like, like crazy his voice he is Robert Plant yeah like and I saw an interview last night actually in bed in the hotel that Robert Plant was saying like that kid is so good like wow yeah he goes he stole all my shit but he's really good <laughs> yeah which is interesting because I remember back in like the 80s when White Snake and yeah. Kingdom Come and those yeah, yeah. bands were coming out Robert Plant was so annoyed by them yeah um, but in some ways Greta has more of an authentic Zeppelin sound I would I, no say. it is yeah. it is they look like Zeppelin they behave like Zeppelin on stage it is Zeppelin yeah now as far as albums go you know on Facebook I'm seeing a lot of people they're they're doing this thing where they post their their ten most meaningful albums throughout their life albums that really meant something to them not necessarily the greatest records ever but what are like two or three of your most meaningful albums uh, albums that really never, never mind okay. I think and I'll, I can extrapolate on them if you want never sure. mind yeah please never mind was so important to me um, as a person um, because I was born in 80, 82 83 82 or one of those years I was right. born and my birthday falls in the summer, so I always fuck it up somehow. But um, when I was a kid, like when I first became aware of music, like I started liking drums at three or four years old, like playing drums in church at five and six. Um, everything that was popular was hair metal. Yeah. You know? Um, and my dad hated hair metal. And my dad would get drunk every Friday and play me all these classic rock records. Um, as far back as I can remember, from Zeppelin to Yacht Rock, the Eagles, like stuff that I love now. Right. Um, the Beatles. Um, those are my first memories of music. Yeah. But what was on television was hair metal. Right. My dad hated it. Yeah. So I, by design, was you know six, seven, eight years old. I was like, this sucks. I don't like this. You know. But I thought it was really cool. Mm -hmm. But so when I so for reference for me on music was Zeppelin, The Stones, and those guys are like gods even now. Sure. When you think about Mick Jagger, you don't think about a guy that's approachable, or even like imitatable. Like those are gods of music to me. Yeah. You know, when I think about, like, when I think about John Bonham, like, he's my hero. So when Nevermind came out, I was in fifth grade, and I saw that video for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Sure. And how gritty it was, and off-key, and dissonant, but also like a pop song, and the way where it just it gave you an earworm. And I was like, I think for us in Under Oath, like, we're all around 35, 36, 37 years old, like, that was permission for us. Yeah. To say, oh, you can do this too. Right. Like you can beat the shit out of a guitar and a drum set, and people will love it. Cause look, they love this. Yeah. So we literally did. Wow. You know what I mean? So to us, Nevermind, Nevermind is the most important record in my life. Not even my favorite record. Yeah. Just but 
it's the most important one because it gave me permission to be here today. Wow. Because before that, it was White Snake and Poison and the classics. Yeah. And those guys were all like untouchable. Yeah. Like I wasn't gonna wear pants with a banana in them and scream like right. the '80s metal guys. I can't do that, and yeah. I don't like that. I don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it wasn't like double bass and the whole hair didn't it didn't appeal to me. Yes. But Nirvana was like. That was it. So Dave Grohl, being a drummer, was like the closest thing I'd ever seen to Bonham, who was my favorite drummer at that age. Um, so then after, after never mind, it was the color and the shape for me. Okay. I was growing up, going through puberty, and that was like the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like the record that I was like, oh my god, like this is Nirvana, but with like really polished songs. Yeah. Uh, so those are two. Those are the two biggest ones for me that kind cool. of led me to this place. Awesome. Well, Aaron, I know you have a, a gig. Oh here no, you're great. Heavy Montreal, uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you for your time, yeah. yeah thanks for uh, hiking down here to the media tent. <laughs> they wouldn't drive me. They're supposed to drive you. They're yeah. like, you got to walk. We should get that guy Danny. We'll drive you back. It's like, fuck around. you, man. You got to... Yeah. I don't care. I can walk. Cool. Before we let you go, what is the immediate future look like for Under Oath? Uh, we are, we've been doing festivals all summer. Um, we did a tour at the beginning of summer, B Markets. So we do more festivals all summer. We go back to the UK for Reading and Leeds. Um, we take a month off in October, uh, and then we have a, our big, real A Market headlining tour in November, December. Right. Um, that's with who's that with? It's with Dan- Dance Gavin Dan- Dance, yeah. and there's uh, another band called um, The Plot in You is the opener, and then there's a second band that's TBA. It's kind of our our little secret, so cool. they'll be announced Excellent. soon. So yeah. Excellent. Well, best of luck to you. Thank Thanks you. Again.
That song was Rapture by Under Oath. A great band, a great dude, Aaron Gillespie. Aaron, thank you for joining me on the Talking Metal podcast. I appreciate your time and uh, really enjoyed talking to you. That's going to do it for today's episode, guys. Please support us on Patreon. I got 19 of you guys giving me a monthly pledge, and that is awesome. I don't know why I can't get past 19, but, you know, it's it's tough. Give me one, one other person, please. Give me two bucks a month on Patreon. So, there's somebody out there who can afford two bu- bucks a month and uh, do a monthly pledge on Patreon. Patreon.com, just search Talking Metal. It's also in the show notes on our website, which is TalkingRock.net. You can also get there. By using TalkingMetal.com, it redirects you to TalkingRock.net. And there's a lot of great stuff up there. We're putting up news. Victor Ruiz is working with me. And uh, John, whoops, somebody's texting me. Somebody just texted me. Let's see. It says, oh, loved your interview with Craig Goldie. Now I'm a fan too. This, You know, the weird thing is I have no idea who this is. Oh, cool. It's Michael Michael Regan, who is Jeff Pilsen's, uh, one of his PR guys, handles Jeff's uh, social media. So cool, cool. Thank you, Michael. I got your text as I'm recording this episode. Anyways, yeah, if you haven't heard the Craig Goldie interview, go check it out. It was uh, episode 770, which I believe is the last episode because it's 771. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you next time.